What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. This Haberman and Middlecoff segment is brought to you by EaseWellness.com. Promo code HAM. Promo code HAM. Promo code HAM. EaseWellness.com. Best CBD products delivered to your house. Promo code HAM. And this podcast is brought to you by MyBookie. MyBookie.ag. The promo code is HAM and the numeral one. I never would have imagined you would have a team win a game, Middlecoff, that keeps their season from ending in the finals. And the fact that they won the game doesn't feel like the biggest story today, does it? Well, it's not in a weird way because one of the best players ever might have torn his Achilles in Game 5 of the NBA Finals. I, I mean, I just think that that is the worst possible NBA injury beside, like, heart attack or something, right? <laughs> like, where you legitimately can't live. Like, an actual physical injury, he went down the series— It'd be one thing, too, if he was under contract for the next four years, like had signed his max deal this offseason, which he keeps signing one-for-ones. And you could argue, like, eventually it was going to blow up in someone's faces, right? There, there's a reason they're going, Joe Lacob's like, sign the max, and he won't. So I'm not taking that necessarily take, but, like, all these guys are doing it. Eventually, you got the long-term deals are there for a reason, one. And I think, two, the elephant in the room of, like, did he rush back? Was he okay? This notion that, like, it's like NFL players, the teams force you out. Do do people follow the NBA, especially, like, the top 10 players? Kawhi last year was like, fuck it, I'm out. and just left. Kevin, Joe Lacob, one of the probably the biggest egos in America, he tells exactly what he wants him to do. Not Joe tells Kevin. Joe kisses his feet. He's like LeBron. He can do whatever he wants. Is there just a chance guy that he just got hurt? Now, it was the same leg, so the overcompensation or whatever, but yeah. was it bound to go? I don't know. I don't either. I mean, God, there's a lot. There's so much here. I think, you know, I saw Rachel Nichols said it after the game that she was talking to Steve, and Steve was saying that they believed that he couldn't further injure himself. I think Doris Burke said that. And I think, well, you know, first we've got to figure out what we're we talking about. You and I talked for a while, like we thought, because we're amateur doctors like everybody else, that there was some Achilles issue. Their assessment was it was a calf injury, and he couldn't further injure his calf. Well, he didn't injure his calf. 
So it can be true that the analysis, the expert opinion was he could not further injure his calf. And he did not injure his calf. But everyone knows you injure one thing, like you said, everything else becomes a little more susceptible. Is, is, there, is there a chance, conspiracy theory here, that he partially strained his Achilles when he pulled his calf? Because remember, when he went down, he kind of grabbed at his Achilles, yes. not his calf. I, I definitely think that. I've thought that. I kind of backed off it after a while because it was, everyone was so adamant that it was just a calf. But I think Remember how when Richard Sherman tore his Achilles, that year he had been dealing with a cat, uh, an Achilles strain? Right. He said, oh, yeah, you know, in retrospect, it was really sore. <laughs> yeah. Guess it was going to go. So that's definitely possible. But, but back to your other point, wh- where all the blame is going. Like, you're right. This is, why do players feel pressure to get on the field in football? Their contracts aren't guaranteed, and their careers are short. And they know management will discard them well, immediately. Well, that's what I mean. Their contracts aren't guaranteed, and their careers are short. So they will just get rid of them. It, that's like, it doesn't mean you're less of a good teammate if that's the reason you get back on the court, right? Not because I just want to win a championship for me. Like, no, you, part of this is job security. Well, like you said, that's, it's a different world in the NBA. KD, he, he is wealthy one way or the other, and he will get more money. He will get more contracts. But anyone that thinks that over the last month, the only doctors that Kevin consulted was the Warriors team doctors crazy. There's no way that's the only doctor that he consulted. There's no way he didn't get other opinions. There's no way he didn't have people um, helping him make that decision. There's no way Rich Kleiman wasn't helping him make that decision. Jay Williams, who had dinner with him the other night, said he's going to play, his business partner. Jay's looking out for players. He, you don't think he said, Kevin, don't, Kevin, this dinner is to tell you not to do it. I don't know what it was or wasn't, but what I... What I do believe in 2019, everybody gets second opinions. Third, fourth, fifth. There's no way this was just the decision of, we could talk about why did Bob feel the way he felt, but there's no way that Kevin was pushed into this by the Warriors without having people that are only interested in his best interest also weigh in. Well, this was always my issue with Kawhi. To think that the Spurs, who were going to build their entire franchise around the guy, and who had won with the guy as a key member of this team, even when they had the Hall of Famers, didn't have his best interests at heart, are, is kind of crazy to me. Now, I get things get personal. Like, the one thing I do believe is that Kevin and the Warriors have a really good relationship, like internally. Lakeup, Bob, the doctors, maybe things got a little haywire or sideways with Kawhi. But to think that, like, the Warriors... now. I it's probably not really arguable that they all want him to play because they're better off with him on the court. But to think that they'd have the ability to push him on the court when it was just reported that he basically told them no game four, like, no, I'm not coming back. And I I just think guys get hurt sometimes. It's just a freaky deal, but no one beside, wouldn't you say, I don't know, LeBron James has more power in the NBA, maybe Kawhi now because, because he's in Toronto and they're, they do he, they do anything for him, but the, and then as Kevin, like the, the franchise who has multiple Hall of Famers, curtails everything they do to his every need, guy, every need. They do everything fucking possible, and he's had a major injury for them before. Was it last year or two years ago? Was it his first year or second year when the dude in Washington fell on his knee? Was it Beal or Nene or whoever? And he was out for like two months, and they like they've already been. Wasn't it uh, Gort- was it Gortat? Might have been Gortat, whoever. But they've been through it, and they treated it like they've had 
their best player in the history of the franchise, arguably, has had major ankle injuries. Like, they, they treat this shit pretty seriously. They've been through it with all sorts. Clay's had injuries. Do you think I, – I think one big part of this is that he's a free agent. You kind of said it, right? And so it's easy to set it up like they're just going to discard him as if, as if Bob and Joe have given up on the possibility of convincing him to stay. Maybe they had, maybe they hadn't. But I think if he was under contract – do you think he would have played if he, if he had four years left on his contract? Do you think he plays last night, Kevin? Uh, yeah. I do too, he, he right? Might, he, he has more incentive. Before. He has more yeah. incentive to play. Because it doesn't, mean, it doesn't mean anything. But do you think the blowback is the same if he plays? Well, uh, no, because he's fucking he's already taken care of. So yeah. isn't there some blowback on why are you guys such idiots to keep signing these one-on-one deals? And they tell you because it doesn't – I could have two torn Achilles and I'm still going to get the max. And they're right. That's why I think the overreaction on all this bullshit – to me, the main question is, like, is he ever going to be okay again? Like, is he ever going to be the same, the best player in the world? If he, Like, that's the conversation. He is not Emmanuel Acho bitching and moaning on Twitter. He's not some NFL backup that's never made any money. He's made hundreds of millions, and he would have the Warriors, and I don't know if I agree with this uh, in terms of giving him $250 million or whatever his Supermax is. Brooklyn and New York would probably max him without even blinking. They wouldn't even need to get the, the X-ray. So he is fine financially. Then I think that's coming. Like he's screwed. No, he's not screwed. Now he might be screwed because he may never be the same player, but he's getting his money. And I think that's lost. Like, can we put a little blame on, you know, Kevin, maybe you should have signed the max. Can we do that? Or is that not allowed? Well, it's allowed. But my response would be until Kevin starts complaining about it, I'm not going to tell him what he should have done. Right. Well, okay, then like, maybe I'm just complaining you know to people that are complaining. Yeah, yeah you're right. Because yeah. Kevin's not saying that. Because yeah. Kevin knows. Like, I could have – they could cut off my foot, and I'd probably still get 100. But this is know? part – yeah, this is part of the risk-reward for the superstars is they know that the reward is massive. The risk, because they're already really, really well-paid, and if you're still young enough, like Kevin's going to be 31, but he's still young enough where somebody else is going to – he will get paid a good amount of money. That it's more about the other stuff. And I, I wonder, like, when I think about Bob's, when I say the other stuff, I mean, like, the legacy stuff and the championships. And I wonder when Bob is up there emotional last night, and he, he made the point to start talking about, he said Kevin's one of the most misunderstood people, right? He started getting into all that stuff. And it just made me wonder, like, was that just, he was, that he was, ex- was that background on why he was so emotional? Or did he feel like, all of the pressure from the outside was part of the reason Kevin played. You know what I'm saying? Like, did he feel like all the things that have been written and all the things have been said clouded everyone's judgment and it made them want to get Kevin back on the floor but, so he but, could prove that everybody shit's wrong? All, that shit's always gone on on some level. No, no, know? I know. No, I know. I'm just wondering what, what we don't know right now are all the considerations as to what got him back onto the court, right? And I wonder if deep in somebody's brain or if brains of rich Kleiman and kevin and bob and everybody was that part of it it's like we want to see kevin pr- sh- tell everybody to shove it we want to see kevin prove to me to bob looks really bad if there was a conversation like bob looks at him kevin we need you to win the championship i'm not right and bob goes we need you and he goes fine i'll do it for you right if right. that happened <laughs> right. then bob is 100 justified but if bob was like kevin you got to do what kevin you i do. promise you joe will pay you and joe's like what'd you say yeah, I mean, if, if it was simply like, listen, we want you to play, but it's up to you, then I, I mean, the Warriors have no blood on their hands. I mean, I, I just, and I don't think any team would. People get fucking hurt, and this is a guy that's had major injuries. And I was listening to Simmons' podcast. He's like, what, what's so, what, he's kind of an outlier in his career being that 
size, most of those guys in the history of the league have had, once they've had a bad injury, they never really responded. He's had one really bad injury right in uh, in OKC. The Remember feet. when he, his foot happened and then he came back that one night, it was like a TNT game, and he went for like 25 in the first half. And then right as the half was ending, it was like he broke his foot again. <laughs> Remember how he walked off? It was it's like, almost oh the my exact God. same situation. And then in the Warriors, which was way less worse, but it was still pretty bad when the dude fell on his knee and we thought he kind of tore his knee. But, I mean, those are type injuries that, like, God, he might never be the same. And then this, the calf was clearly pretty bad, right? Or the calf slash Achilles when it, when it happened. Yeah. Who was that? Houston. Kind of felt like it was over. And then the last probably two weeks, it felt like he was going to come back. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I just I, – I, I refuse – to say that, like, th- there's some crazy conspiracy here. Like, this is part of sports. People get fucking hurt, you know? And people want to play. Like, what you, What do you think? He likes twiddling his thumbs? He's already super rich, and he's going to continue to be super rich. He wanted – this is the NBA Finals. He just wanted to play. He wanted to go out there and win. And it was clear when he came back, they would have fucking won. If, if one thing I know for a fact, and I'm not – if Toronto wins this, it's their title, and I no asterisks. But if he plays this whole time and Looney's healthy and Clay's healthy and Steph's healthy, the Warriors win this thing at five. Maybe no, I don't even think they – I think even if Looney and and Clay have the exact same series. Just with Kevin and Steph. Yeah. Because, look, Clay's come back. Here's the other thing. Just I won't spend much time on this, but that injury could have happened last night without a calf injury because the calf injury happened out of the blue. Well, but And we've also seen countless – receivers, DBs, basketball players now get the Achilles non-contact because wouldn't you say it's kind of like a it's like a speed athlete injury, right? I, Stop and starting, exploding. It's just hell. I mean, we've seen offensive linemen get it. It's 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 interwoven in football and basketball kind of now, right? I yeah. Of I just the high-level guys getting hurt. It's happened to a lot of them. I couldn't Macklin, believe in non-contact too. His was he was just planting. I couldn't believe he went from not being able to practice to that pregame dance. Well, that's why I threw three hundred dollars on the game. I don't blame you. Pregame dance, but I'd say even more in the. What pre-game if it had dance? happened in the pregame dance? Then I would have regretted my bet. But did you? But can see you imagine that? how devastating it would have been if that injury had occurred in the dance? Did you see, guy? The the. Uh, the pregame warm-up, little cut-up that Slater did, yeah. where he does like the dance, but it involves a ball and him shooting a three, nothing but net. Then uh, just cutting down the baseline alley oop from Bruce Fraser. I'm like, guy, he's going for forty. Do I mean, you think? <laughs> do you think they could have told him? I, this is kind of an extreme hypothetical. A lot of but, people, a lot of people were tweeting, "Oh, he's going to be rusty." My first thought was, "Oh, he's going to be fresh." Yeah, he airballed the one shot, and then he was fantastic. Um, do you think they could have told him seriously now? Because there was no minutes restriction, and sometimes Achilles, like your your Achilles pops. I've heard people say this partly when your body's tired. I was talking to somebody who hurt their. Um, oh, you know who it was? Uh, well, I won't say their name, but they uh, they hurt their Achilles after a long, like several hours of tennis, and it was just the doctor told him like this was because you were tired that this occurred. But what if they had said we're not going to play him? With no minutes restriction, we're going to play him eight minutes a quarter, and we're going to tell him don't you, you, we don't really want you driving, we don't really want you accelerating. You're more of a shooter, not a decoy, but we don't want you doing anything that resembles explosive movement. Now that'd be really hard. I know it's hypothetical now, but 
I wonder if he could have played three games like that, like as a spot-up shooter who's not playing, you know, 11 minutes a quarter, but is playing eighth. Yeah, my, my thing is, is that it was so easy to be like, oh, they shouldn't have let him play so much. Right. He's fucking Kevin Durant, and when he says I'm good to go, and then he oh. starts dominating, what are you supposed to do? Treat him like he's Alfonso McKinney? You know? It, it, Kawhi, Steph, I mean, once they go, they just go. You just, you, you don't tell secretary to get back in the barn once it starts once it starts running. And at the end of the day, he looked normal Kevin Durant. You, you don't even think about it. You, yeah. Because my, my counter would be, okay, let's say you went this. We're going to go, instead of even pushing like a 35-minute game, we're just going to go four five-minute bursts. It's always easy to say that, and then the game gets tired, or you're down. You're like, God, we need this guy. And then he comes in, he starts. Because you, you, you pro- if you could do it all over again, would you say that would be the way to go, just four or five-minute bursts? Yeah, you're going to play five minutes, and we don't want you – we we you know we're not going to tell anybody else this, but you're more you're not a decoy, but we just don't want you doing it. If you can avoid explosive movements and between the legs, back forward, what if, yeah, drive what if attacks. We do this? You start the game for five, come out. You come back in the game with five or six minutes left in the second quarter, finish the quarter. You start the third quarter, give us five or six minutes. Then the fourth quarter, we feel how it goes. Maybe you come back seven or eight minutes. So well, like, did we you keep your number around early, low twenties? Yeah, I and, don't know. I mean, and play again, and super easy and to say he's kicking fucking ass. Sure, and play like you know your body's at seventy percent. Don't play like you think your body's at a hundred percent because there's no way his body was at a hundred. He looked a hundred percent, didn't he? Yes, it's crazy. He looked so good. So here's something that neither one of us has said that we should say. I think you've probably tweeted it. I give him credit for getting out there. And playing like that. Because I don't know. I think it's very easy not to trust your body in that situation. And he played like he was well, giving it everything he That's why it took had. a long time. Because he wanted to be able to trust his body. He's not. Most receivers, like Odell Beckham, and I think Kevin's kind of like. Kevin's not a play at 75%. He was playing with what felt like over 90. Like he, he didn't have to think about it. Because there was a play early in the game where he was D'ing up Siakam, and Siakam was used to going right over whoever. He's like, God damn, this guy's right in my face. You know, and he had to pass the ball. It just kind of, it completely changed the Warriors. It went, the Warriors would win. You 100% agree, there is no chance if the Warriors' main four guys are healthy that Toronto wins this series. None. No, and I'll say it again. I don't think, I think if Kevin and Steph are healthy, they, they win this series. And Clay is Clay, and Kavon plays every other game. I also think that people keep saying, you don't think he felt pressure by the other Warriors coming back? Well, yeah, that's life. I mean, the other guys came back off injuries. That's you sports. Know? One guy's battling through a, tor- a broken collarbone. The other guy, I don't know how he went from a pulled hammy to looking to having another one of just his absolute classic legendary. Beside Michael Jordan, I, I mean, has he had more legendary moments in third or fourth round in Ro- conference finals and finals than any player in like NBA history in our life. Robert Ory. Like he has more memorable. I got news for you. He's got more memorable moments in the playoffs than Kobe. I'm Ro- not saying Robert, o- Robert, or- Kobe. Robert Ory comes to mind. Big shot, Bob. But I- I'm talking about an elite player, a guy that's viewed as an all-star, you know, a hall of fame type guy that just consistently delivers. <laughs> like I-, I don't remember Kobe consistently like having clutch moments, and there are stats out there. I, again, I'm not saying Clay is better than Kobe Bryant, but I am strictly saying, after watching last night, in like the history of my life, could you argue, like remember, did you see he, the thing Max Kellerman said, no. Steph or Iguodala? 
You could make an argument oh, beside yeah. Michael Jordan in the history of the NBA. Who would you want taking a game-winning shot like for Clay Thompson? Correct. Yeah, Mario Eli, uh, Robert Ory. I, I see. I wouldn't even. Con- yeah, Ory. But I mean, these are him. big shot guys. These guys have hit big shots. But Clay, you can count. Like Clay is unique in that when he hits four in a row, you don't assume he's going to miss the next one, right? Like some guys, you're like, oh, well, that's, you're not going to hit five. But Clay, the more he hits, the more you think he's going to make. Real quick, though, before we move on to that and the game, just what, what do you, right now, less than 24 hours later, what do you think Kevin does? Sign a max with the Warriors? I, I mean, I, sign honestly, with the Knicks? I, I, sign I, couldn't f- even, I couldn't even begin to guess. So it, I agree with you from a business standpoint, because I heard Scalabrini suggest today, like, if the Warriors really feel guilty, I wonder if that'll factor into what they pay him. Like, do they feel like they need to pay him, offer him the max in part out of guilt? I would say this. But like, they, they were prepared to offer him the 220. They've been prepared to do that forever. Yeah, yeah. That's but all but, they've ever wanted to do. Right. But now it's like, would you not do it from a business standpoint? Like, I think from a business standpoint, you go, God, there is just a lot of risk in that. I would not do that. That said, I, I do assuming, think. Ke- assuming that the information comes out, it's fully torn. I think Kevin Durant in 2021, whatever version of him you get in 2021, whatever he becomes, you cannot assume he's the same player. But I do think whatever he becomes is still a fantastic because because he's so skilled, right? He's so much more skilled than anybody his size that I still think he's going to be an elite but, but basketball I, but player. I, but I thought, Guy, for example, I remember thinking after to- Kobe tore his Achilles because, remember, he just became such an incredible jump shooter that it was like his game's going to age really well, age really well. And it just didn't. I mean, it just fell off a cliff. Th- this injury has just... Now, he's younger, and he's probably not quite as maniacal, different body type. Kobe had been really banged up over the years, and it was like fucking Kavon Looney, right? Didn't miss any time. But I, like Rudy Gay as a guy, now he's a bad example because Kevin's so much better, but has come back from the Achilles, you know? And he's been fine, but he's not as good as he was. Now, again, he wasn't that great to begin with. I just, if you were Joe Lacob, and his, and Rich calls right now, said, listen, it's torn. Uh, I, I will give you a handshake deal right now. We're in on the Supermax. I, I need your answer in the next five minutes or we're going to just become free agents. What would you say? I think they'd do it. I think they probably would too, but I'm saying what would you say? Because um, I'd need the full five minutes. Yeah, I would too. I might do it though because I still think in two years, even if so he's you're not... Going, th- your, your chase center next year is no Kevin Durant, that money, your team's probably But I don't be- think you're going to... Yeah, but how much money do you really have anyway without him because he's a... Retur- like. He'd be your own guy. Like, how much money do you really have to sign guys next year? Um, I think it'd be tough. I think it'd be tough to win the title, even even if he's on somebody else's team next year and you have a little more money to spend. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, maybe that doesn't impact as much next year, but just big picture, it has a major impact. Yeah, the question is just like... He's a shell of himself. Right. Is, is in 2021, is that team good enough to win a title? Or just everybody older, and you're like, ah, we need somebody who's younger on this team. We need, you know, whoever the next guy like is. Like, you, you, you admit the safest play is just let him go. Yeah, like that he's is He's probably st- gone anyway, yep. and now, like, letting him go fully healthy was like, God, this sucks. Now, you, you know, it's, you just go, well, he might become Amari. He might become Blake Griffin. He might just never be the if same. You're just doing, if you're just doing cold, hard bets, I think the, guys. yeah, cold, hard bets, the bet would be, let's just let him go. 
and we just we find other ways to build a team. Because my first reaction guy was I was just pretty unequivocally 100%. I'm not signing him to the Supermax on a, on a fully torn Achilles. You could argue you've seen signs, and he is a remarkable player. Top 10 player probably ever. And if he doesn't get hurt, that what his what his path was these next couple of years was like headed toward, this guy's an unsolvable force. Now you start looking like, is this guy always kind of going to be banged up? You know, just because wherever he goes, if he goes to the Knicks, what are they going to average, like 32 minutes a game? He's going to play a lot because why wouldn't you play him? He'll be going for 40 every night. Right. It, I, I don't know. I mean, you forget too. How many years is he in the league? He came in in 07. I mean, he's, he's 12 19, yeah. in the league. So this is a 31-year-old guy with a lot of wear and tear. And it's not like when some guys get to that first – like when Steph was able to sign his first Supermax, he was nine years in. Well, where Kevin has put a little buffer on it because he, quote, kind of did that with the Warriors, but he really just did like three kind of one-on-ones, right? So he's just been doing these one-on-ones the last three years. So he's actually not the ninth-year guy. He's a 12th-year guy within three more years of not crazy, crazy wear and tear because he had us, Steph and Clay, to help him out, but still a lot of wear and tear because he plays in big-ass games and they just say, fuck it, let him go for 35. I, I don't know. I, I, I my my guess right now. I, I'm with you. I think the Warriors would one one hundred might be strong because Joe, at the end of the day, is a cold-hearted business guy, but still like ninety percent. Because I think it'd be easy for him to bet on him coming back. Like ninety percent, we're still pretty incredible. Because even if he's ninety percent with an older Stephen Clay, they're still really good. That they offer him that, but I think it's still only probably if it was like 30, 70 that he was going to sign it to begin with. Cause the offer has been on the table now for like two years <laughs> or since he showed up here. Like, what do you want, Kevin? Since he signed here, they have constantly been, what do you want, Kevin? We'll give you that. And more, you know, legally and illegally, we'll send you down to Silicon Valley. I, I still, would you even say if they, if they called him right now, it, it's on that we'll send it to you right now to sign. You'll be off the market today. I, I still say it's probably 50, 50. Did he say yes? Yeah. I'm not sure that he'd take it. I'm with you. That's where there's an element of this, which I think you see in football sometimes, where it's like, this guy's career might be over. He never made any money. It's it's gut-wrenching. It's not gut-wrenching to the fact that way with Kevin because he's made so much money, and he's going to continue to make money. To me, it is because from a basketball legacy, historic standpoint, it may kind of shatter the trajectory of his greatness where – when it was all said and done, what if he went to the Knicks and had won like two more titles and became known as like a top five player ever? Yeah. yeah. He, I think that's, I think that is, I think you nailed it. I think that is what people are most upset about. Is like, he's a great player. Is this going to keep him from fully realizing his potential? That he still had peak years left. I think that's what, at the core, is what's upsetting about it. Yeah, sucks. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.